So one of the one of my brothers uh, in my community, uh, he's a big American chap who comes from a family of big American chaps. So when they would go to mass, they would form a row of fairly burly, I think linebackers is the expression in American um, American football terms, right? All big guys. So even like when they were, you know, <laughs> if you've ever been to America, it's kind of, kind of odd at times. If you ever visit a high school uh, in America uh, and you meet some guy who's like six foot 19 and he goes, yeah, I'm 14 years of age. Uh, are you serious? <laughs> like, uh, I don't know what they eat, but it's not what we eat, obviously. Uh, they have growth hormones or something. But anyway, uh, so when this Nitzel family, that's, that's the surname, when the Nitzel family would go to Mass, obviously you've got a, uh, a flame, two flames in front of this. <laughs> when the Nitzel family would go to Mass, they'd all line up, uh, they'd all be sitting there, and of course you've got a bunch of lads going to Mass, and there's a couple of girls in there as well. And uh, trying to keep them all under control isn't easy, <laughs> uh, right? So there was what was known as the father of the house. His name was Nick. Nick was a volunteer fireman, and he's the absolute head of Bruce Willis, right? <laughs> as he, had, he has the goatee, bald head, the whole lot. But there was what was known as the Nick Nitzel finger click. So when the, when, the, when the lads would be, you know, they'd all be lined up there and they'd be poking each other and they'd be kind of, and whatever, you get the, the, the Nick Nitz finger click. And if that needed to be done a second time, woe betide you, as my mother would say, right? So it was just this, this interesting, uh, when he, when he, he uh, Joe, uh, his, his son, my brother, in the faith, um, would, would explain these stories. And it was always so funny, but yet very interesting as to, like, his understanding of fatherhood understanding of, of that, that kingly role within the family, right? That there needed to be someone who just, and it, it, it wasn't a threat of violence to an unacceptable degree, uh, it, but, it, but it was, there will be consequences, you know? Uh, and it's, yeah, it's very, very necessary to, to maintain the family, to protect the family, okay? So with the Feast of Christ the King today, we could look at various kings throughout the Old Testament, how they lived their kingship, what was good about it, what was bad, but that would actually be just far too long uh, for today. So I just want to focus on a few details. We're going to look at uh, Adam briefly, at fatherhood overall, and then Jesus. Okay, so that's the general <coughs> index. <coughs> so when we look at Adam, Adam should have been like the original king. So he's living in the Garden of Eden, and his job is to till and to protect so his role in, the, in this original family is to till and to protect. So to, within this, this, this kingdom of Eden, right, to, to make it produce crops, to, to, to gather, and also then to, to protect. That was his role, to protect. Okay? He was all supposed to protect, also supposed to protect Eve, by the way, from the serpents. Where was he? I don't know, lying down eating grapes somewhere. But he wasn't doing his job. His job was to till and to protect. Now, often when we think of, of, of kings from an Irish perspective, um, it doesn't go down so well. Our, our history uh, makes us somewhat resistant to the idea of having a king. Um, it didn't go so well for us in the past. In other countries, it, they, they fared a lot better. Uh, but for us, I th for, I th maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just there's a brewing little nationalist in me. I don't know. But when I hear the word king, I'm like, not in my island. I don't know. That's, <laughs> but, uh, but, but 
but the, the, when, when scripture talks about kings, especially the kingship of Jesus, firstly, it's, it's a perfected kingship. It's not about dominion. It's not about enslaving. It's not about violence. His kingship is very different. His kingship isn't, isn't a kingdom of bricks and mortar at all. His kingship is a different kind of kingship. His kingship is a kingdom of service. And we still ha- you still, there still is a king, but it's a kingdom of service. So when we think of, of this link between, between fatherhood and kingship, between, you know, Adam, till and protect. Fathers, today, so fathers of a family, priests in the same way, are called to till and protect, to, to provide for the family and to protect it. And so part of, of, of being a king uh, is protecting your borders, right? So there's a very interesting line of scripture, which I think when it comes up in, in a gospel, it kind of makes us a bit uncomfortable. When uh, Jesus says, do you think I've come to bring peace on the earth? No, I've come to divide people against each other. From now on, families will be split apart. Three in favor of me, two against, two in favor, and three against. So Jesus is saying, I've come to divide. Genie, hold on a second now. That just, that's, not, that's, not, that's not the circle of friends, Jesus, that we learned about at school at all. Um, so how, how, how does this work? Well, as, as a father in a family, there are certain things that you, yes, must welcome, should welcome into your family, like the you know, good friends. You, you want your kids to meet other good people and to learn how to be friends and learn how to play together, learn how to share, absolutely go to birthday parties when that was legal and all that kind of thing. Fine, absolutely. But then there are other things where the Nick Nitzel finger click has to come in where you say no I'm dividing I'm no this this will be divided from our family this negative influence or pornography or all these things that are on the internet that you shouldn't be watching that's that will be divided from our family and I will put safeguards there to make sure it doesn't happen so that's my job as a priest as well there are certain things that we have to say "Eh, that's not catholic that's not what we believe like that's that's just that's not our belief or better again that's not what God says so yeah you might have your opinion but it's, it's kind of you versus God. It's not really anything to do with me. I have to represent what God says and teaches. But I'm only passing on what's been given to me. I didn't make it up. So a, a father has, has to do that at times. At times we have to divide as well. Divide truth from lies. Divide light from darkness. We're not being divisive. But you have to delineate what, what is true. What is not. What is good. What is not. That's the role of fatherhood. That's the role of, of being a king. So being, being a king isn't all about sitting up on a throne telling people what to do at a whim. That's being a spoiled child in a manly body. But effectively, you're being a spoiled child. So that's not, that's not kingship as, as the Lord understands it. So kingship, till and protect. Provide for the people under your care and protect them from that which is not good for them. Protect your borders. If your borders are being attacked, it's your job as king to fight and protect your family. Fight and protect your kingdom. Fight and protect the church. Obviously not with swords, but you know what I mean. We have to stand up and defend what is good and what is true. It's part of being a king. Okay? So that's, that's Adam and fatherhood. How fatherhood and, and, and kingship are linked and how fatherhood is, is a participation, if you will, of, of the Lord's kingship. But finally, if we look at Jesus himself, right? Jesus, whose kingship, it's just, it's very, very different to a King Henry VIII or, or, you know, these other kings of, that we would have known in the past, maybe who didn't work out so well for us. Uh, his kingship is very, very different. 
all the standard things that we think, think of a king. You know, a great big palace. What was the Lord's great big palace? He was born in a trough. Okay, we say manger. Manger kind of has this, I don't know, nice kind of, it's manger in French, and it's all lovely. Yeah, it's a trough, or a troc, as they say in the deeper country, right? All right? You see a troc? It's a, tr- it's a trough. Okay, it's a feeding trough, right? That's what he was born in. Then had to flee to Egypt, and then eventually back in Nazareth, in a relatively simple home. So where was it? Where was it that he that he ruled from? Where was it that he uh, really showed his power? The Lord's kingship, the Lord's throne, is his cross. That's where he's crowned with thorns. So his kingship is nothing like that kind of kingship that we that, that perverted version of kingship that we've often seen here on earth. His, his kingship is a perfect kind of kingship where he rules, but not just, as I say, by, by commanding at a whim, but he rules by self-sacrifice, by leading by example, by putting himself on the line, by protecting his family, us, the church, by taking upon himself all the hits that we deserved. That's his kingship. That's where he shows his kingship on the cross. It's a kingship, kingship that he has earned by his death. His, his crown is a crown of suffering, not a crown of jewels. So it, it's very important when we understand like the, these, these kind of feasts, what they really mean, you know, our Lord, King of the universe. So in heaven, yes, I mean, he's not on the cross anymore. In heaven, uh, he's there in, in, in his glory, thankfully and deservedly. But that's, that was earned, that was paid for. That was paid for on the cross. And then so typically divine. This is something that Jesus always does. And he wants to raise us up to him. And so in order to do that, he allows us to share in the things that he does. So he creates. And then he allows you as parents to share in his creative power. He creates the, the world, which he could manage on his own. But he entrusts it to us to till and to protect. He could do everything. He could send angels to do it. It wouldn't be a problem. But he, he wants us to do these things. He wants to trust us. So he gives, shares his power in us, with us so that eventually he can share his power with us in heaven. It's abs- the dignity we have is absolutely incredible. And all of this is, is just shown by, by what he's willing to do for us, what he's willing to do to get us to heaven. So the Lord's kingship is proven on the cross. And that's why it's, when we think of like... Uh, the title of, of, of today's liturgy, you know, our Lord Jesus, King of the Universe, Universal King. Some people would say, oh, that's, that's just the church being triumphant. Well, if there's any f- triumph that we should celebrate, it's the triumph of Jesus over sin and death. And that I'm not going to hold back for anyone. That's worth celebrating. So there's no way this is, this is us triumphant and patting ourselves on the back. This is all done by the Lord, our King, our King. And if you were to see the Lord in his glory and in his splendor, surrounded by angels, I would really hope, I, I've never, this has never really happened to me, but I would really hope that seeing him as a king, that I would drop to my knees and say, Lord, I am at your service. Because I trust that whatever you command is good for the, the kingdom. I trust that whatever you ask of me is good for the building up of your kingdom. I trust that whatever you want from me is how I will fulfill this role to till what you have given and to protect it. 
Whatever he asks of us, is, it's good, it's right, it's true, because it's from God who loves us. So we ask the Lord today to renew that, that, that kingship in our own hearts, that, that we might have a, a proper understanding of what it means, that our understanding of Jesus, it, that it might kind of grow up with us, you know? The understanding of Jesus that we had in primary school, it's nice, it's necessary to have a simple understanding of things for kids, but as we grow up as, as adults, our faith has to grow up with us. And so Jesus, as our Lord and as our King, is asking us to build up his kingdom, you and I. And so we ask that whatever he asks of us, that we may do promptly and joyfully, that we may join with our psalmist as he prays. The Lord is king with majesty enrobed. Amen. So dear brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining us for uh, this homily via YouTube, via our live stream, or via the various podcasts. Uh, thank you so much for, for being part of our extended family, uh, wherever you may be. Uh, if these have helped you in some way, if they have they've blessed you, if they've helped you uh, in your faith in some way, in order to uh, facilitate our mission and, and, and encourage our mission, allow our mission to continue, uh, you might consider uh, maybe donating towards a holy family mission, towards our formation of our young people here in uh, a place near Clonmel uh, in County Tipperary in, in Ireland. So if you wish, you can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, and there's a donate tab there, and we greatly appreciate any help that you can give us. Obviously, we'd be delighted for your prayers as well. Please do pray for us. Uh, this is not just <coughs> a battle against flesh and blood but also obviously we're engaged in a whole spiritual battle here as well so we need your help uh, on the spiritual front as well as on the material front in order to to uh, allow our mission to continue so thank you so much for your for your generosity and for your support and be assured of our prayers especially on wednesday when we offer our mass and our prayers for all of our friends and benefactors so god bless you and we'll hopefully see you or hear you uh, on a future podcast or homily god bless mm -hmm.